This is a Hoff Studios podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. I am your host, Michael Ellison. Anyone that knows me knows that I've spent a good amount of time inside the uh, local watering holes. And, uh, you know, over my years, I've seen a lot of different um, gimmicks done to try to draw in a crowd, you know, uh, it was the always popular ladies' night that would bring out uh, nothing but creepy dudes. It was the the, the furthest thing uh, from attracting an actual woman to a bar was when you made a ladies' night happen. There'd always just be some dude walking around just being like, where are all the ladies, man? Where are they at? I don't know what's going on here. Like, he was like, Somehow didn't figure out that just doing a night called Ladies Night wasn't going to necessarily make ladies show up. Um, there was always, uh, you know, open mics, which I, I, I admit I'm a participant in. And they're terrible. They're most of the time they're awful. It's a very sad group of... Uh, mentally ill people that feel a need to talk into a microphone getting together to listen to each other talk into a microphone <laughs> that that's really what it is i i participate in this insanity so you know i can't say i'm above it i'm i'm part of it but uh you know it it that is what it really is if we're going to be honest Mentally ill people getting together to talk into a microphone. So, yeah, those nights, they don't really help draw anybody in either. So, so far, we're 0 for 2 on the on the gimmicks here. If you see where I'm headed. Um, beyond open mic night, you also have uh, a lot of time they'll do bands. They'll do like a band night. And there is nothing more obnoxious than a live band playing inside a small bar. I don't mind live music in the right venue, but you cannot have a full-on, like, amplifiers, drum set, microphones, PA system, the whole nine, inside a small bar just blasting the fucking place out. So everybody just goes deaf. It's obnoxious. Um, there is there was a one place I know in the nearby area that 
they were so obsessed with having a band that they they had the audacity to basically spit spit at the NFL god um you know god of sundays particularly uh yeah and they would have a band in the bar on an NFL sunday i remember trying to go in there one time and we like caught it in between sets and it was like watch like one down of the game and then it was just like and now it's time to fucking rock again doing the greatest hits of the fucking 80s here's queen's wet dream or whatever the fuck you know the name of their terrible band was and you know they'd go up there and they'd fucking belt out whatever you know twisted sister song they wanted to just totally mutilate and yeah i just immediately was like pound the beer put a ten dollar bill down we're out of here on to the next one because i am not watching a football game with a band blasting behind me but i will give the band people this now you have the right band, they can have a little bit of a cult following. You know what I mean? This is Long Island. People are not picky. This is not a culture of uh, people that are very, um, you know, astute to the ear, if you will. They're not very, uh, I I guess, musically, they don't have a uh, particular palette when it comes to their musical intake. If somebody can do Don't Stop Believing or Sweet Caroline, half, half, halfway decent. You know what I mean? Halfway decent version of Sweet Caroline. Where they get to go, bop, bop, bop. Like they got the silences at the right points to be able to let the crowd get the bop, bop, bop in there. People are going to follow that band. They'll go to the fucking ends of the earth for that band. And by ends of the earth, I mean anywhere where they feel it's worth risking a D-weed home. That's how far away they're willing to drive. You know what I mean? They'll be like, where is it at? Oh, it's fucking Nassau County. Do we have Do we have that? Oh, no, yeah, Joey's cousin. We got the, he's, he's a state trooper. We got his card. All right. All right, we'll drive to Nassau County to get shit-faced and listen to Sweet Caroline. We'll take that risk. So, yeah, these bands, though, they actually bring in a little bit of people. Not a lot of people, a little bit. Enough where when you're a, you know, desperate small business owner, you'll put up with it. You'll put up with it for the 35 people, you know, that are going to come in. And like I said, this is Long Island. Everybody's drunk. So you got 35 Long Islanders in your bar. That's that's some good, that's a good bar tab that's going to get racked up. So, you know, it's it does pay to some level. But the other problem with the bands is that, you know, the bands expect to get paid. A lot of these guys, they, you know, they're, they're accountants during the week. 
but they think that their band still might take off. They're 47. You know, they have, uh, you know, partial custody of the kids. They get to see, you know, the kids every other weekend or whatever. And then the other rest of the time, they're rocking out in the garage with the boys. And they're talking big things. They're going to get pussy again. It's, I mean, dude, they packed out TJ Finley's and, you know, <laughs> like whatever fucking bar that you want to go. Dude, they fact, dude, Shamrock shithole over in fucking Smithtown. That's a fake bar, by the way. I just, whatever. Shamrock shithole was packed out the other night, bro. It was Queen's wet fart that, uh, you know, they packed it out. Yeah, dude, that band, they do all those fucking... They, dude, they did the Queen songs. Remember they did the Queen songs? That's why I think they're Queen's wet fart. It was fucking badass, though. And, you know, that that's the band that's going to make it somewhere. I just digressed down a fucking rabbit hole and a half, but... Yeah, you know, you get these people out there, and so... The band night kind of works, but it kind of doesn't because you basically scare off your regulars and you just bring in the mutants and, you know, you can hit the mutants over the head and that's good for one day, but you lose your regulars for a good part of the rest of the week. So it's like in the end, you know, you're not you're not making out on the deal. So I don't I, as far as a bar gimmick there, I don't understand why people still do the bands. I guess you can get away with the music if you do, if you do like a, like a solo guitar player or like a little acoustic set, maybe a little light piano, something like that, something where it's background, then it's, then it's not bad. I could tolerate that, but not like these wannabe, you know, Rock star, like, you know, trying to dress like their fucking Motley crew. Terrible, sad old people bands. I've had enough of that. I've had enough of the sad old people band. Um, I think we all have, so enough of those. But even worse than the sad old people band is the sad old people karaoke. I've talked about my disdain for karaoke before, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But, I mean, it is by far one of the worst bar gimmicks out there on the planet. Because you're just allowing anybody to sing, and not everybody needs to sing. It's not... You know, I try to keep my singing to a minimum, especially on this show. I know that there's so many people that have told me how much they love when I sing, but I can't. No, I just can't do it. I can't do the fucking. I tried to the other day. We were trying to watch the NBA finals game. Walked into the bar. They had the karaoke people were there and they they come i mean it's always like a real ragtag group of misfits you know what i mean and they're all cheering each other on they're all like you know one guy will be like 
Are you going to do it tonight, Derek? And then Derek's like, no, nah, man, not tonight. You know, not tonight. Maybe another time, you know. Derek, bro, I'm feeling it tonight. I'm thinking you need to do it. And he's like, no, nah, man, I just, you know, I it's not, you know, tonight, it's not the right crowd. You know what I mean? And he's like, Derek, Derek, come on, Derek. You know what you got to do. And, it, and then Derek's like, oh, I mean, I guess if you're going to twist my arm. <laughs> and now... You, here's their fucking this whole thing where Derek was going to do it no matter what because Derek does it every week. That's the problem is every week Derek does the same thing. And then he gets up there and he does something like the monster mash. And like, dude, that mash. And they're like, Derek's so wild. He does the monster mash every week, dude. He's so crazy. That crazy Derek, man. He never can't get enough of him. And that's exactly what happens. And once you watch that start transpiring, once you hear the Derek, you going to do this tonight? And Derek like pretends that he's not. Nah, man, I don't think so. You're immediately want to punch Derek right in his mouth and choke the guy who actually dared him to do it to begin with. They're the worst types of people in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry. I cannot take karaoke at all. And yet again, it was the same thing, man. I was sitting there. I was trying to watch the game. I'm watching this happen. And I go, you know what? Can't do it. I just can't make it through this. Meanwhile, while they're, while they're having that little moment, some old man singing like at last i love this kind of i was like what the fuck like it's so distracting so you just don't need it you don't need it and the again it's one of those things you get the crew of misfits but you lose your regulars so you're not gaining anything you know what i mean if anything it's hurting you more than it's helping so it's another just Piss poor bar gimmick. Um, the one I really wanted to, to hold off on to get to is the only gimmick I actually have seen that kind of works a little bit. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it can work when it's done right. And that, of course is a trivia night. And I have found the best trivia night ever to be done. So now, if you've never been to a trivia night, I'll give you a little example of how it works. You have like a host person who runs the, the contest and, you know, everybody breaks off into teams and all the teams play against each other and, you know... The person, the team with the highest points wins. There's usually some sort of cash prize. Or, you know, if it's not cash, maybe it's a gift certificate to the restaurant or some sort of gift package or whatever they do. You know, it all depends on the different uh, person running it, of course. You know, there's various ways to go about it, but the trivia usually extends into. Any topic you could possibly think of. Pop culture, politics, history. It can go a million different ways. Right? So, um, 
I have come across the best trivia night. Uh, the the reason it's the best trivia night is because you think going into it that it is just a seemingly ordinary, normal trivia uh, experience. You know, they're going to get, you know, some questions about various t- different topics, sports, television shows, historical events, uh, something maybe about science or whatever, you know, whatever direction they want to head. And, uh, you know, you're going to try your best and that's that. What happens at this trivia night, though, is a lot different because it's actually, um, I believe, to be, and they won't admit this, of course, but I think this is also part of their brilliance is that it's uh, it's a performance piece. It's a it's a interactive performance like art form, I, I guess, is the best way I could put it. As an audience member, you get to interact and be part of this almost like an improv. It's kind of an improv. Um, and. It's run by a big fan of the show, a guy who I've referred to as a single uh, issue p- uh, voter, basically. I mean, he's got one issue, that, and that's guns, and he's standing on top of that hill right now, let me tell you. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's the only thing that he cares about. He's a big fan of the show, good friend of mine. He likes to get all riled up. He'll he'll get riled. He'll he'll find a reason to send me a paragraph after this podcast to be like, uh, you know, let me tell you what you said wrong about the AR-15. And then I, I'm like, I didn't even talk about AR-15s. But yeah, so it's run by him and my little brother. So my little brother, he he was kind of a theater kid back in the day and. You know, he's going to become a doctor soon. He's finishing up his doctorates and psychology. He's kind of a, he's, he likes to talk about how he's the smartest, most educated Ellison in the bunch, which I kind of wanted to just look at him and be like, are, are you really bragging about that? Is that where you, that's your big, you're the most educated of, of us. Have you met some of our family? Have you met them? That's your big, you're going to puff your chest out and talk about how you're smarter than all of us, really? But nevertheless, that's what he likes to do. So, it's him. So, he he's writing the questions with crazy, uh, you know, 2A guy. And the two of them, they put on this uh, amazing performance art where basically it the... What starts as a seemingly normal trivia game devolves into a essential madness of just the two of them screaming and cursing at each other about the wording of the the questions and the correct answers and it just pure madness ensues. And it becomes 
you know, the, in the, like I said, the audience gets to interact with now they're cursing at them. They're cursing back at the audience and, you know, they're playing the trivia game. Of course, the audience is part uh, participating in the trivia game, which is how it's very interactive. And it's a, it's a credit, an incredible experience. And if you try to break the, if you try to break them out of character, they don't break. They don't break. They are obnoxious from start to finish, and they don't, they don't stop. I highly recommend it. I don't think it's worth going to play trivia at any other trivia game. I think this is the spot where you need to go. If you want to play trivia, you got to come down and play trivia with my brother and his crazy friend. He gets pretzels. He he does actually two way guy. He doesn't he doesn't bring the guns, but he does bring pretzels. He leaves the guns at home for the trivia night because he doesn't need the guns. He just needs a bottle of vodka and to scream in my brother's face. And they just scream. That's what they do. They just argue. And they wrote the trivia questions. What's kind of fun, too, is that they basically base the entire trivia game on things that they find interesting, not things that are, you know, interesting to the general, like, public. Like, I was playing, and my brother asked this fucking stupid question. It was the dumbest question he could have asked. I And the answer to the question was Calvin and Hobbes. I don't know if anyone remembers Calvin and Hobbes because you shouldn't because who cares? It's like a 90-year-old comic that nobody cares about anymore. And it hasn't been relevant to the culture in 30 years. Easily it's not it's been 30 years. And he throws a Calvin and Hobbes question in there as if anybody had a clue. Not a single person got it right. And he was like, yeah, he was like Snickers. He was like, see, I stumped everybody with my brilliant Calvin and Hobbes question. It's like, of course you did, because nobody playing this game right now was even alive when Calvin and Hobbes was even less discussed. I don't even know. I, I know... What the? T- I don't even know which one was Calvin and which one was Hobbes. Was Hobbes or Calvin? Uh, was Hobbes the kid and then Calvin was the the tiger? Right? Was that it? I don't even know. That's how much I don't give a shit, and I'm not looking it up either. And I don't care if he fucking hears this either. I want him to hear it. Everybody lives in fear because he's fucking. He's gonna scream. But I know it's part of a performance piece is trivia. It's sort of like one of those dinner shows where it's a murder mystery. It's trivia, but then there's just a a drama unfolding in front of your eyes of two friends having a mental breakdown because they want to argue about the they don't even know the answers sometimes. That was one of my favorites I noticed the other day is they they asked a question and then had to be like, wait a second. We need to know the answer to this question. 
They they like looked the question up and didn't look up the answer to go along with it. It's the best trivia you're ever going to see. So I highly recommend Common. I really do. It's fun. It's a performance piece. It's so interactive. I mean, what else could you ask for in a night out? Honestly, it's it's as far as bar gimmicks go, it's the best thing that's going on. That's what I say. Like, let me give you an example of how it'll play out, right? This is exactly what will happen. My brother will go up and he'll be, you know, he'll be the host and he'll be like, all right, so here's the question. What is the largest desert in the, in the world? Now, I believe the answer that he had was Antarctica, right? So he asked the question and then, and then they finished the round and then he goes through the answers for the previous round as they're, you know, grading the, the team's scores and he'll get back to that question and he'll be like, and the largest desert in the world is Antarctica. And the minute that happens, everybody in the room, including the partner who helped him write the questions, will begin screaming and yelling like completely. That's a fucking bullshit answer. And then they just start and total insanity breaks out. So that, and then my brother, he does it back down. So now he's screaming at people. Oh, yeah. You want me to Google it right now? I'll Google it right in your fucking face. And then it quiets down again. And then he'll be like, okay. The answer to number two. And then they do that. And then it starts. And they do that 12 times in a row after each round. So it's fun. It's fun. And it's fun for the whole family. Why not bring the kids out? You're going to take them to, like, what, another farm stand where they're going to be bored out of their fucking minds? You bring them to the bar. You give them a Shirley Temple. You let them sit in the back. They guess some answers. And, you know, if they have any qualms with the questions, the hosts will happily curse in their faces. That's fun. It's a night out. So you should come down. That's all I'm trying to say. It's every Thursday night, Scotty's Pub, West Sable. Come check it out. I got to do something the other day I haven't done in a very long time. And that would be, um, I got to go to a hot dog truck. There's something very, very nice about a hot dog truck. I enjoy a couple of dirty water dogs just as much as the next man. And it has to come from the truck. You know, I mean, I guess if you're in the city, you can get it from the, you know, the local stand. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, the, the it's the same shit. It's boiling water. But I mean, I just, I like the, when you're on Long Island, just finding the truck on the side of the road and getting the hot dogs from them. So, uh, I actually had the ability to play a little hooky from work because uh, we had a an issue 
with the power so we couldn't open at our normal time. Uh, so I had a few hours to kill and uh, my buddy Kevin, uh, he was interested in the hot dogs as well. So he came and we, we met up and we went on a journey to find a hot dog truck. So now we know of a couple of spots and we know where the good shit is. We know where to get the good good. You know what I mean? We not, we're not getting some fucking substandard dogs. Not on, not on our watch. So we know where the, the fucking the, the best guy is. Right? So we, we go over to, to where he is. Right? He's right off the highway. Nice fucking spot. Terrible place to park. Um, You almost get smashed by the cars whipping by you when you got to get out of the car. It makes the whole thing an adventure. So, you know, there we are and... We're getting close to his spot, and all of a sudden I realize that his truck's not there. And I'm like, motherfucker. The problem here with, I believe his name's Ronnie. Ronnie is retired, so Ronnie works when Ronnie wants to. Ronnie's not fucking motivated. He's not a good hot dog truck guy because he doesn't give a fuck about his customers. Or maybe that makes him the perfect hot dog truck guy. I don't know, but I want a guy who's consistent. You could tell me to go fuck myself after you give me the hot dogs. I'm fine with that. I would respect that. But you got to be there. You got to be there. So now fucking Ronnie's not there. So now it's like, all right, we got to go to what's our next best option. I was like, stay on the service road. We'll keep keep going this way. I'm like, all right, I got it. I got it. We 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 know the next spot, right? There's another guy a little further east. We go over to him. His truck's there. Pull up. Signs down. Sorry, close. Not open. It's one o'clock in the afternoon on a beautiful fucking week weekday. Sun's shining. Birds chirping. Where the fuck are these guys? Laziest fucking, I mean, you got to be kidding me. You would think if you were operating a hot dog truck, you would want to operate it with some level of efficiency. Some, you would have some class and decency to you. But no, not these pricks. So now we're, now we're getting desperate times. So I, I got to make a call. I got Cause now I'm like, all right. There's, you know, Kevin's talking about a place that's all the way back west. It's, you know, it's going to, we're going to have to double back the other way. It's going to make the trip that much longer. I know of a place that doubled back, you know, half that way, but it's still not, you know, it's not close. You know, it's, and you know, where we're at. So I call, I call a guy, I call the, the guy I know who knows hot dogs better than anyone. I call my buddy. We call, we call him Tommy Dogs. Nobody calls him that. We call Tommy Dogs. We, Tommy Dogs. I'm like, Tommy, I need I need to know where to get the dogs. He's like, did you try Ronnie? I'm like, we tried Ronnie, Tommy. Tommy Dogs, I need to know where to get the fuck. He's like, all right. 
where you at? I explained to him. He's like, okay. they, he was like, he wasn't there either. I'm like, I need, can you believe this shit? So we have that conversation. And then he's like, all right, this is where you got to go. This guy will definitely be there 110%. So then I drove like another 20 minutes to this guy. And when we got there, because I was ordering food for not just myself, I was getting the guys back at the pizza place. I was getting them dogs too. So then I ordered like 15 hot dogs. I think me and Kevin split a knish. But it was worth it, man. It was worth that trip. And, you know, for you, while you're making the, the hot dog trips in your life, why not listen to a great podcast? That was what me and Kevin were missing. We didn't have the greatest podcast ever on. Of course, that would be this podcast, a total degenerate podcast. So you should subscribe, rate, review, say nice things about me. Find the podcast on Instagram at a total degenerate podcast on Instagram. Follow us there. And yeah, you know, when you're trying to get to the hot dog truck or whatever it is that you're chasing down in your days, maybe it's not hot dogs. Maybe it's something a greater thing that you're trying to get to. I don't know, but whatever that may be. Have a good podcast to listen to while you're doing it. And that's a total degenerate podcast. And to all those that have already done it, as always, thank you very much for subscribing and reviewing and all that good stuff. Wrap things up this week on the, uh, you know, I like to talk about some positive news and it's, it's never too early to get into the NFL. So I figured, you know, why not see what's going on you know, in the world of the pig skin, shall we? So, Commander's defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio, comes out and he says that the January 6th Capitol riot was nothing more than a dust-up. That, that one cost him 100 k that's a fun way to lose a hundred thousand dollars. Little little dust up of domestic terrorism. Just a little dust. I like the I like the the use of dust up though. I'm not gonna lie. I like it. It's got a little wild west kind of vibe to it. You know. I mean, granted, this was at the Capitol building, but you know, it kind of makes it feel like you know a little. Good, the bad, and the ugly. So yeah, Jack, uh, he's fired off his mouth about something else, and I can't find it. Not the first time Jack Del Rio, I mean, he had to delete his Twitter. That's probably, I mean, that's what we should all do. We should have all done it a long time ago, but... Jack had to get off Twitter because he was talking about dust-ups. That is a rough way to lose 100K. Not a great commentary by Jack. I'm not defending the 
uh, dismissive because d- the call it a dust up is kind of to, to diminish it a little, don't you? Wouldn't you say? I would say it was more than a dust up. You know what I mean? Like, and I I think you have to elevate it a little bit above dust up. That's all. But a hundred k. I don't know if that's. I don't know if the, the, the punishment fits the crime there. Maybe Jack's getting a little bit of a raw deal. But good thing. I, I'm happy they got more old men off Twitter. That's. You got to get them on the right. Get them on Facebook. Jack, Jack Del Rio needs to be on Facebook. And then he shouldn't get fined at all. If he posts that on Facebook. He shouldn't get fined at all. As a matter of fact, he should get a raise. Then he's promoting the game. You know what I mean? Like, that's the audience that you're going to get. So, <laughs> that's... He should get another 100000 if he posts that on Facebook. He should get his 100000 back. There you go. That's the solution. I figured it out. Can't post that on Twitter, Jack. But if you post that on Facebook, you're good to go, bud. Good to go. You get your money back and keep it up. Say, get even a little more wild about the dust up the day people tried to overturn the election results. Go buck wild. Of course, just on the proper social media channel, which would be Facebook. So, all right, maybe there's an NFL story that's not related to the Capitol riots, something Maybe a little more positive. What else we got here? Oh, Deshaun Watson. The Browns just paid him like $230 million, something. Something wild. I, I mean, I know why they traded him out of Houston. There was the massage parlor, sexual misconduct story. It, not great, but, you know, I mean, he got, I think he got through... Uh, you know, the criminal charges are been passed over by two grand juries. So, you know, maybe he's actually innocent. Maybe that's the case. So oh, let me see what this story says here. It's the, uh, the headline. Oh, dirtbag Browns quarterback to Sean Watson called out a met amid turmoil. What turmoil are they sp- speaking of? 66 women? 66? 66 different masseuses. Massage therapists, if you will. 66? How the fuck is that possible? I mean... That's a lot. I mean, just think of it this way. Think of it this way for a second, everybody. And I, you know I'm not the biggest fan of uh, this guy at all. But Robert Kraft, he got busted getting J.O.'d at that, like, strip mall spa. But you know what? I was thinking about this for a while because I was like, why would he be going 
to some strip mall spa to get fucking rubbed and tugged. When you're Robert Kraft and you have all the money in the fucking world. Right? Money's no, not an object. You can do whatever you want in the comfort of a hotel room privately and securely. So why the fuck was he going to some rub and tug in a fucking next to a Denny's or whatever? I don't know what was over there, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and it must be because uh, whoever worked there. She must have had a special touch. She must have been fucking top-notch at the tug element of the rub and tug. She must have been fucking really good at what she did. And he liked it and was a loyal customer. And, you know, he got comfortable with the the situation. You know what I mean? He was happy. He was a satisfied customer. And therefore, he was not going to change horses midstream, or in this case, midstroke. And, you know, that's was his decision. So now my point is, and that's a guy who's got millions and millions of dollars. He could get jerked off uh, by thousands of different girls legally on the up and up, you know, without any uh, moral fucking... Back, backlash, if you will. Maybe not legally, I guess. I mean, I guess in a certain state. You know what I'm saying, though? I'm just saying, like, he could do it on the up and up. And he still went to that fucking dingy spa next to the Denny's or whatever because he must have established a relationship. And to see that Watson went through 66... Yeah, that dude did some shit, man. Can't run from that. I mean, he always had escapability, but not he ain't escaping on this one. Can I make a confession? I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna end this with a a, a little a wee bit of a confession. It's bad. I'm not saying it's good. It's not it's not good. But is it a problem if when I saw the 66 different women thing I saw it and I'm not saying it was my first thought but it um did cross my mind that I was like we do get the Browns week two, the Jets, you know, um, that could be a dub. It's looking like a dub. That's all I wanted to say. I mean, because 66 women, there's got to be something's coming down, right? There's got to be some sort of suspension coming down the pipe. So, um, it's probably a win. That's all. I'm just, I'm just saying that could. That's a very winnable game now for the Jets. It's a win. That's all I'm saying. It was a win, and this podcast was a win. Till next week.